Hello, everybody. Last week's episode was an answer to Sandra from Toulouse. She was asking how to increase brand strength. How can she increase the strength of her brand? We discussed the five elements we always use when coaching brand strategy. And I mentioned an additional one, which is writing your manifesto. And um, let's dive into an example of a manifesto and how you can create your manifesto. So first, we wrote our manifesto when we had the first project going wrong. So we had, we were working with a big brand and inside that big brand, we were working with the head of strategy and the head of innovation. So very smart, very likable people. And um, we started the project and after two months, we had no impact or much less impact than we wanted to have and then we were capable of having. So we stopped the project and not only that, but we said, okay, what do we learn from this? So our team of nine people, we put our head together and we built hypotheses on what did we do wrong. And we learned a lot about it. First, we learned about how to better use the preparation phase to make very clear what we stand for and uh, what we are capable to deliver and what the specific deliverables look like. So we made huge progress in defining exactly what we can deliver, how we can deliver it. And also another list emerged, which is everything else. And everything else became the list of things that we do not offer, that we do not deliver. Things that if you want that, we are happy to find somebody else for you. So both was very insightful, thinking about what is important to us and what do we stand for. And also everything else comes on a list, which is, this is what we not stand for. This is what we do not deliver. So at the end of that session, we had a list of 13 points, which is now something that we use as a checklist when we are asked to take over a project, which can be strategy or branding or organizational development. We ask the client to go through these 13 points and to see if that resonates to see if they can commit to these values. Because if we do not have a match on the level of values, that's a very fundamental mismatch that later on in the project will create some friction, will create some problems. So we do only want to take on clients and projects that really fit to us. We try not to take on average clients. We try not to take on clients that want to do average work. And we try especially not to take on clients that have uh, 
values that contradict us, our values. So the process was very interesting. Now, what was the outcome? We have these 13 points um, and we call it the sprint manifesto. The first one is ship this week. So if you work with us, you know exactly that we are going to ship latest Friday because that's the cycle of our sprints. It's always from Friday to Friday. So every Friday you will get what we promised latest on Friday. Also, it's very important to us, to every single one of us to ship until Friday because Friday we make a review of uh, which experiments had which outcome. So what was the resonance out there in the market, the user, was it helpful? Did it solve some problems or do we go back to building again? So ship this week. It's also very important to ship this week if you want to feel what you are doing. It's like this video game, Angry Birds. I think one of the experience elements of Angry Birds and why it became so popular is that you directly feel if you are making 500 points or 800 points or 900 points, you don't have to wait for weeks to have a report on your points. You, you do an action and you immediately get the feedback. This was 300 points, this was 900 points. And that fuels your motivation again to do the next action. And that's how you design experiences. Second one, come as you are. So the emotional hurdle of shipping this week is most people have a problem shipping this week because they are not comfortable with showing uh, their current status. They are not comfortable with coming as they are, as we say. So if you come as you are, of course you are not perfect. Of course you are not ready. Of course it's not completely done. But that's not the point. If your value is shipped this week, you will ship whatever it is and you can come as you are because you know that every day you get better. So it's completely okay to not be perfect today because you know exactly that tomorrow you will work on becoming better. And the next day and the next day and the next day. Number three, work in public. So whatever project we have, we have it in a very transparent, um, way, which means everybody in our team and also our clients, they see what we are doing. So we use Asana and Slack and the, the Google Suite in a way that everybody has access to the work in progress of the others. So I right now know exactly what Karina is doing in Melbourne, what Diana is doing in Berlin, what Alexander is doing in Graz, and they know what I am doing because it's very transparent. So in a minute I will put this video in a place where they have directly access to it and can continue working with it. Number four, it's not a sprint if you don't test. So many people, uh, which is the good part is now if you go into the big brands right now, everybody says, we are agile, we are sprinting, this is my sprint team, this is my sprint method. And um, I appreciate it as the founder of Strategy Sprints. I appreciate everybody who says, I, I, I'm a sprinter, I want to be a sprinter. But not everything that you call a sprint is a sprint. So 
it's not a sprint if you don't test means the difference between a workshop especially a pointless workshop and uh, a sprint is inside the sprint you create a testable manifestation of your assumption which you can validate during this session and you will have invalidated or validated it with five clients before the session is over that's the difference to a workshop a workshop many times ends with we will do this and that so the action of creating a minimum viable product and of testing it with the market is postponed delayed to after the workshop so every workshop creates a new workshop and that's the the delay of the delay of the delay so people talk about swimming instead of swimming and the sprint is the exact opposite in that time frame you decide on which problem to solve you create a testable solution you test it and then you invalidate or validate during the session so there is no homework and there is no delay of anything it's real-time swimming so it's not a sprint if you don't test number four number five build on the work of others this also builds on number three work in public because everything we do is accessible to everybody in our team they can build on what i'm doing right now i can build on what they were doing in the morning and tomorrow in the morning they can build on what i will do tomorrow today in the evening so we build on the work of others we build on the work of each other and um, we are a team where everybody contributes something where the other partners are building on it and that's how we move forward and that feels very differently to departments and isolated teams number six formulate your assertion in order to create a minimum viable product of your assumption you have to write down your assumption so many teams they say they are innovative they say they are agile but they do not have a process of writing down their assumptions their hypothesis so one part of the sprint is you write down your assumptions and um, we have even a repeatable process about that if you're interested about that um, ask the next questions about it so go to strategysprints.com click ask simon and uh, ask for the for the way how we write down assumptions and hypotheses and how we test them and uh, i will make a video about that so we have a very structured process a repeatable process of how we formulate our assertions how we test them and how we move forward from there number seven what's the smallest we can build today so the opposite of that would be fantasizing and dreaming up the big project the big goals and six months later and two years later the big bang when you launch it right we don't think in launching six months later we never build something uh, for one year or for six months and then we launch so we always think what's the smallest thing we can build today we start building it and we test automatically so instead of building a whole online course or writing a whole book on one topic and then publishing it six months later we would rather create a five days challenge of five emails test it for free today and see if it really helps somebody and then in six days we have invalidated or validated our assumptions number eight sketch first then talk many workshops 
are people talking, 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 and uh, their words go somewhere in the middle and nothing happens with that. They talk on top of each other and they frustrate each other because nothing happens with the single ideas. The, the, um, the worst thing you can do is a, a brainstorm session where you start with everybody just throwing ideas up in the air. Nothing happens. It's much better if you pose a question like uh, how might we solve the battery duration problem and then let everybody sketch first. So give people 10 minutes to sketch, to download what they already have in their head and um, let all engineers in your team, all finance people, all product people, all sales people from their different perspective do their own sketch in a, in a sacred space without other people criticizing or interrupting. So give them 10 minutes to just make their own sketch. Then after that 10-15 minutes, now do a silent walk and now discuss, vote for the best ones. Now build on the ideas of others. So sketch first, then talk. If you start by talking, you lose all the best ideas and you don't build upon them. You are even maybe uh, running into the, the perfect problem of most teams, which is groupthink. So they will become average. Everything becomes vanilla. Because people want to uh, average each other out and, and, uh, and have harmony and think alike. So their patterns will become too similar to be creative. Number nine, less but better. We have so many ideas and we could start 10 projects a day, but our value is to do less and better. So before we start any project, we check the one strategy on one page and we do a bottleneck analysis of our current value creation flow. And then we improve only this one current bottleneck until it's done. So our value creation flow is attraction, nurturing, closing, delivering, and retaining. And before we start the project, we say, okay, wh where is our current bottleneck? What do we want to improve? And then we start one thing that improves that. And we do not start the next thing before this one is solved. That's how we live less but better. Because we think if you do the right thing, you can do less and have more impact instead of frantically doing too many things. Number 10, fun is in the word function. So at the end, you are always designing experiences. You are designing social moments. You are, this, you are orchestrating social experiences. So don't forget that fun is in the word function. So if a product is great, it is also fun to use it. Maybe not during it, but uh, at least the after after using it like for example exercise uh, sports equipment is not fun during the exercise if it's a hard training but you should definitely feel better after it right number 11 decide to care because time is limited and because working time is also your lifetime don't waste it decide to care means that we only take on a limited number of projects per quarter 
and we decide to care. So if we take on the project, we will care. And uh, how does this caring show up? We will have a weekly review with every person involved in that project, at least every Friday. We will have a real-time reporting system. We will close the loops every couple hours through a Slack channel or similar real-time project management system. Like we use Asana and Slack as a combination to, to close the loops uh, every couple hours. So we decide to care. We will work very intensively and take care that progress is ensured. The opposite would be to take on a large number of projects, but then never have time for the people who need you and uh, not properly tracking the progress and if it's moving forward and if it's moving forward in the right direction with the right pace. So that would be taking on too many projects, which is deciding not to care about the project if we are honest. Number 12, invite to play. That's basically our life philosophy. And um, if you think of scientists and successful entrepreneurs, there is always a moment of play in it because you, you need to stay curious. You need to show up every day by being a bad weather day or good weather day, but you need to show up. So invite to play. See what you build as an invitation. Hey, look, I built something. Do you want to try it? And if you keep this childlike curiosity, you, when you're working, you are creating something that is an invitation to play. And that is rewarding. And that gives you motivation to, to build and to improve also the coming day. And then number 13, number 13 keep rolling. I even have that on my phone. It's basically what I say all the time. I, I say to somebody, bye-bye. My way of saying it is keep rolling. Now, having said that, hope this was helpful. How can you do the Sprint Manifesto? Put your team together and ask yourself, what is important to us? What are our values? Write them down in a way that is as specific as possible, like the 13 examples you just heard. You can look up the Sprint Manifesto or just write down what is important to you and try to make it as specific, as tangible as possible. So it should describe, if I work with you, what can I expect? In one hour, where you have to take three, four, five decisions, with which decision will you take? Based on what will you take decisions? So that should be in it. It's not a fluffy um, vision, mission statement, which says we like nature, we like people, and, uh, and blah, blah, blah. It is a description of how you really operate, of how your behavior is, and how I, as a user, can expect your decisions to be taken if I work with you. All right, hope that was helpful. See you next week. Hi, entrepreneurs. No matter if you are going from zero to one or from one to 10, you are not alone. Our community of over 16,000 entrepreneurs has done remarkable stuff in the last few years. We've seen single parents start their business and grow to seven figures. We've even seen couples succeed as entrepreneurs together in life and work. Now, we've created workshops that can propel you to freedom and growth without needing to fly away from family and friends. Our new workshops work from anywhere, 
anytime on any device. Let us help you be found when you are needed the most by the clients you truly want to work with. Check strategysprints.com solutions to build up your business and have fun doing it.